Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We are here to help people experience a life-changing relationship with Jesus. We hope you were blessed with this message, recorded live from Palmerston North, New Zealand. Enjoy. I want to preach today a little on probably what is one of the most famous, well-known, most loved, most mentioned, most memorized portions of the Bible. It's a psalm that is like a must-have at funerals. If you go to a funeral when people are talking about the transition to the life hereafter, this psalm is the go-to place. This is the, this is the go-to psalm uh, uh, for funerals. But I want to say, you don't have to wait to your funeral. Can I hear an amen for, uh, to go? Get, we, we, there, is, there is a lot in the psalm that's for the here and now, not just for the here after. And so if you're ready, let's go. Let's dive into Psalm 23. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 3. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Let that sink in just a little bit. He restores. I don't know if your soul's tired. I don't know if you're weary today but he's the restorer of our soul. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, in this Psalm of David, we find one of the most common symbols or pictures or illustrations of who God is. It's one of the more common pictures that, that is used in Scripture to, de, to describe, if you like, a characteristic of God. That is, a, a, a God as shepherd. God a shepherd. God is a shepherd. Psalm 23 really is a beautiful picture of, of who God is and, and who he desires to be to us who he desires to be to you. The thoughts I'm sharing with you today are ones that I have learned from our friends in Israel from the time we spent there back in the olden days when you used to be able to travel. Remember that back in the, a long, long time, time ago. But there are things that, 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 that we've learned and that really helped me and I pray today they will really help you as we get some deeper insight into the psalm from perhaps a Hebrew perspective rather than a Western perspective. I think there is much to learn that, that, that will benefit us. You know, when David was writing the psalm, he wasn't just using poetic language or imagery is like, oh, well, what, what's a picture I can, uh, I can draw for the psalm? Now, he wasn't just trying to describe something. When, when, when he was drawing the, this picture for us, he was really doing what? He was drawing from his actual experience as a shepherd. So he was drawing from his experience as a shepherd and using it as a picture of what? A picture of how God relates to him how God can relate to us. He was saying, God, I know what a shepherd 
is like. I've lived the life of a shepherd. I know what a shepherd is like. And, and, and God, you are like that to me. You are like a shepherd. When I think of you, you are like a shepherd to me. Uh, see, in our Western culture, when we ask the question, what is God like? If I was to do that here today, people would say, well, let's say God is love. Or God is mercy, or God is holy, or God is God is righteous, and those, of course, are all true and and biblical. But if you like, they're a little hard for us to wrap our hands and head around. What do I mean? Because because here's the thing: when it comes to Eastern culture, when you ask the question, "What is God like?" you will hear answers like, "God is." My rock, God is like Mount Zion. God is my strong tower. God is my fortress. God is my shield. I mean, if I was to ask you, for instance, to draw God is love or God is mercy or God is is holy, if I was to ask you to, to draw that, I mean, we could do it, we could try, but whatever it would be, it would probably be quite abstract. But if I was to ask you to draw a strong tower that the righteous can run into it and be safe, you you can draw a strong tower. You can understand what that means. If if I was to say that God, God is like a shield and I said, draw a shield, you'd be able to do that. You'd be able to describe Describe that. I mean, we can see this in the life of Jesus. He, he spoke in parables to describe the kingdom of God. He used pictures of everyday things to describe eternal realities. He used everyday things to describe eternal realities. He would say things like this, the kingdom of heaven is like a seed, a lamp, a farmer. And it's almost like the Lord wants to relate himself to us in, in, in something we can relate to, something we can touch, something we can understand from the world we live in. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I'm not sure what picture comes to your mind when you hear the psalm. I know for me over the years, every time I heard the psalm, I've always imagined the beautiful land of Aotearoa that we live, live in, of rolling Rolling hills covered in luscious green grass. That's the picture that I get in my, my mind with sheep grazing peacefully in the, in the pasture. I mean, why wouldn't I? That's what our country looks I mean, we're a country of sheep, right? Millions of sheep. That's what it looks like. That is the picture I'm given. And I, I'm going to tell you, when I was a new Christian, 
Uh, many, many years, many, many years ago, I mean, one of the first things I did, I heard about a shop at El Rancho. If you remember, if you know, been around for a while, you know about the shop at El Rancho and you'd go there and this is before the internet and they'd have all these Christian posters up there and that's what they looked like, green fields with sheep and a little saying, anybody remember the shop at El Rancho? Thank you, I see that hand, I see that hand and on the internet too, I see that hand right there waving. That's what our picture is of the green pastures. That's how we understood it. But we need to understand that that's not the picture David had in mind when he spoke of green pastures. When David wrote about green pastures, he was actually talking about this. This was the image the shepherd David had in mind when he spoke of green pastures. This is the Judean wilderness. You know, when we were in Israel, I remember going on the ascent from Jericho to Jerusalem, and it really is a a, a steep climb. You're you're down Jericho's near the Dead Sea. It's 400 meters below sea level. It's like it's really down, and it really is a wilderness. And we turned this corner and then started heading up towards Israel, which is that. Uh, uh, towards Jerusalem, which was a special moment uh, for uh, for us, for all of us in the bus. We'd already been in Israel a number of days around the Sea of Galilee, and now we were we were heading to Jerusalem. We were going to see it for the uh, first time. And the bus uh, bus driver he was playing Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Anita was crying. I mean, I got to admit, I had a little tear coming out of my uh, eye. And then we we. We went through a tunnel and boom, we came out of the tunnel and there was Jerusalem. There was the Temple Mount and I can still get emotional just thinking about it. Uh, now the place where Jesus walked. But as we're making this massive ascent to Jerusalem, one of the things as I looked around, one of the things that I saw were, were, were shepherds and their sheep. These shepherds and their sheep dotted in the wilderness in what looked like a very dry and desert-like land. And I remember as we were going through it, I remember thinking, how do these sheep even survive? How, How do these sheep even survive? There appears to be absolutely nothing for the sheep to eat. I mean, how can David call this green pasture? But as I, I've learned from our friends in Israel that a, a closer look reveals more than perhaps at first meets the eye. And I want to remind you here today and those watching online, sometimes you might think there is nothing to eat. There is nothing. And I want to tell you today, there's more than meets the eye. Understand the heart of the shepherd. This is a tuft of grass growing in the Judean wilderness, a prime example. And what happens at night? How does this grass grow in such a dry, desert-like climate? I mean, it was nearly 40 degrees when we were there. It was very, might have been over 40 degrees. It was very hotter than India when we lived in India. So So I knew hot. This was extra, extra hot. But how does this grass even grow? In the wilderness, what happens is at night, warm air, and it's a bit of a phenomenon, warm air from the Mediterranean blows across the wilderness, blows across the desert. 
And what happens is that warm air from the, from the Mediterranean Sea, as, as it hits a hillside, dew forms. As that dew drops on the ground, that in turn drops on seed, and those seeds sprout and they begin to grow. And so overnight you can see in the uh, next picture, you can see this, 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 this grass beginning to, to grow. It will just sprout up overnight. Now, in this sort of green pasture, in this sort of green pasture, the sheep has just enough for a few mouthfuls. The sheep has just enough for a few mouthfuls. Then the sheep have to look to the shepherd. Then the sheep have to, uh, have to look to the shepherd to what? To lead them. Have to look to the shepherd to lead them where? To the next mouthful and to the next mouthful and then to the next mouthful. Because here, here's the thing. The next mouthful might be on the hill next door. The next, next mouthful. Full might be on a ridge nearby. And so the sheep have to trust the shepherd to get them to the next mouthful. The green pastures that David wrote about means the sheep completely, utterly, Rely on the shepherd. And as they do that, they shall not want. See, if our picture of green pasture, and I think it's in our Western mindset, it's, it's certainly a picture we see. If our picture of green pasture is that of, of, of knee-high green grass for miles to see, can I just say there is no need for a shepherd? There is no need for a shepherd. And again, it's in our Western mindset, we have a culture that tells us to value our independence. But I want to tell you, we need to be ones who trust in our shepherd daily to lead us to where the next mouthful is found. Can I hear an amen? amen? To lead us, shepherd, to where the next mouthful sufficient for today can be found. You might be in a state in your soul where you go, there is nothing to eat. I'm dry. The land is dry. Can I, can I encourage you to trust the shepherd even today, to lead you to the next mouthful. One rabbi said this about worry. He said, worry is, and this is a, I want to tell you, this is a season of worrying. He said, worry is worrying about tomorrow's problems on today's pasture. Give us this day our daily bread. 
See, Psalm 23 reminds us that our dependency is to be on God and God alone, on our shepherd, not on our career. Come on, I need to hear an amen. Not on our ministry. Not on our retirement package, not on our relationship status, not on our, the number of likes we get on Instagram. No, if the Lord really is our shepherd, then we need to rely on him for every minute of every hour of every day. When we do that, we shall not want. We shall not want. Oh, I hope this is okay for you this morning. And as we do that, he will lead us. He will lead you. Where? Besides still waters, it says. Besides still waters, which means we, have, we will have water to drink. And you've got to understand, in a desert place, water is a very important Thing. We do, we, in this nation, we do not understand the value of water. We will have water to drink. He restores when we trust him, when we, when we rely on the shepherd for the next month. He restores my soul. And then it says, he will lead me on paths of righteousness. He, he guides me. The NIV says, he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Speaking of paths, I want to pause on this for a moment. Speaking of paths in this psalm, it's interesting to note that the Hebrew word that's used for paths in Psalm 23, and I want you to notice it's paths, not path. But the word that's used here to describe to describe paths, if you like, is, is has the meaning of someone walking in circles. It's the word morgol. I don't know if I've, I'm saying it correctly, but it means a track, as in circular, it comes from the root word in Hebrew, agol, which means to revolve circular round. You know, in the Judean wilderness. When a shepherd needs to get their sheep down or up a hill or a mountain in the desert, and you have to understand these mountains are very steep. They're very uh, uh, severe inclines. You've, I want you to understand that. They, they, they can't just let the sheep run up or run down. Why? Because they'll fall, they'll get injured. So what the shepherd does is they lead the sheep around the mountain in circles. Do you ever feel like your life is going round in circles? Maybe you feel like this. It's like, man, we're just going round. I mean, where are we going? I mean, this COVID thing, right? When are we going to get off the merry-go-round? Come on, somebody. It feels like our lives just going round in circles. But what's happened even today when you go into the Judean wilderness, you can see that over thousands of years, the sheep have actually worn these circular paths into the side of most of the hills in that area. And so maybe this is what David is referring to when the psalm speaks of paths of righteousness. 
See, this is how the shepherd of Psalm 23 gets the sheep safely down or up. Some of us, we just want to head up. Some of us, we just want to go down, down, but he's leading us. And here's the thing, so many times when we, when we think of paths of righteousness, we think of obvious paths or path. We think, well, did God just make it, make it obvious that we would know where we're to go and what path we had to stay on, yet, yet don't our lives feel more like this? With lots of different paths, lots of different choices. I mean, especially in the day we're living in today, doesn't it feel like I don't know what choice to make? Should I do this? Should I do that? We're living in this world that where, where, where there are so many paths and so many decisions that we have to make. God, which, what do you want me to do? What's the right path? What's the right way to go? And that's why it's so important to trust the shepherd. And that's exactly why we need a shepherd to lead us, to guide us on righteous paths. And of course, sheep are not the most intelligent animals. But here's the thing, they do know and recognize the voice of their shepherds. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. So let me just say a little uh, aside. Sometimes we say, God, I just want to see you. Can I, I, I want to tell you, to hear is more important than to see. Because I just want to see. Oh God, if I can just see you, if I can just see. No, to hear in Hebrew thinking is way more important than to see. The Shema, the most sacred saying of, of the Jew, hear, O Israel, not see. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, the Shema. Faith comes, how? Faith comes not, faith comes by what? Hearing, not by seeing. Because you can see something, but the problem is with seeing is you might see it, but you don't know what to do. When you hear the word of the Lord, it's like, do this, go here, turn left. Hearing is more important than seeing. And my sheep hear my voice, Jesus said. And I know them and they follow me. Of course, Jesus is the good shepherd. He tells us in Scripture of the, the shepherd who leaves the 99 sheep to go after the one that is lost. And again, that just reminds us of the heart of God. 
the heart of the shepherd, who, who will leave the crowd to minister to the hurting. And so I want to say today, it doesn't matter where you go through, all types of people are going through all types of things, as Zion has said. But I want to tell you today, it doesn't matter where you're at. You, it doesn't matter what you've done. Maybe you feel like, man, God, I, I've distanced myself from God. I mucked up yesterday. I don't know where I am today. But I want to tell you, the shepherd goes after the lost sheep. He seeks after it. In fact, someone observed this of shepherds in the desert of Israel. They noticed this, that when the sun was up, when it was light, the shepherd was leading out in front of the sheep. He'd be leading the sheep. He'd be leading the sheep from out in front. But as the sun went down, as it got dark, the sun dropped below the horizon. What the shepherd would do, he would drop back and he would be amongst the sheep. No longer in front, no longer leading, but amongst the sheep. Kind of like what we read in Psalm 23, the Lord leads us, but when we go through a dark valley, that's when the Lord comes beside us. That's when God is with us. That's when he comforts us. In the dark places, you might be in a dark place right now. Understand he is with you. The Lord is my shepherd, your shepherd. I shall not want. He, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, says, I will fear no evil, for you are, listen, with me. In green pastures, he leads me. When you go through the valleys, he's with you. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Will you let the good shepherd lead you today? Will you let the good shepherd guide you? Would, you? would you trust him daily to care for your needs? Maybe it's time to turn off social media. Come on, somebody. And start hearing from him. Start hearing from heaven. Would you trust him daily to care for your needs, to lead and feed you that you shall not? want. You won't find the answer on one news. Come on. You won't find the answer at the one o'clock briefing. The answer is found in the shepherd. You shall not want. After all, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good sheep and shepherd, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. You know, when we lived in India, we lived in India for 11 years as missionaries there. I remember seeing 
in monsoons, not once, but multiple times over the years. When the monsoons come and India is a dry place, so it rains pretty much once a year, there's a season where it rains. And when that happens, grass, like it does in Israel, springs up everywhere. The seed that's been lying there since the last monsoon suddenly overnight sprouts up. And so everywhere that was dry turns green very, very quickly. And what happens is the shepherds who are living out searching for grass to feed their sheep, because the grass is growing quickly, they bring their sheep into town. They literally will bring their sheep into the city, their sheep and their goats. And one of the interesting things that will happen is that at night as the sun is setting, all the shepherds and their sheep, their different flocks, will meet up. They're friends with each other. They'll meet up in a park or in an area with all their sheep, with all their animals on a spare lot or a piece of land and all the sheep and all the goats, all the different flocks will come together. And they mix up. But here's the thing. The next morning when the shepherds have to leave to go and find pasture, as the shepherd walks away, the sheep know their shepherd. And so it doesn't matter how mixed up they are. And I'm going to tell you, people are really mixed up these days. But it doesn't matter how mixed they are. They know the the voice of their shepherd and they will be able to hear move out and move away with their shepherd. Can I tell you, there are many voices trying to shepherd you. There are many voices trying to speak to you. But we need to hear the voice of the shepherd in the midst of all of this craziness that we are going through. And as we do that, we shall not want. We will have water to drink. Oh, I'm speaking to somebody today. He will restore my soul. He will lead me and be with me in the midst of it all. Will you let the good shepherd guide you? I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Do you know him today? Do you know him today? Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can comment, subscribe or share it with your friends. For more information, visit us at lifechurchpn.co.nz. Have a blessed week.